Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Good morning. Jealous for me. Love's like a hurricane. I am a tree. Hey Jessica, so I just switched songs, I was listening to Dave Crowder, Oh How He Loves, and then your great name started coming back up in my spirit, so I'm back here, Chatter You Led by the Holy Spirit, good morning, good morning, hey Jeanette Roman, hey Paula Williams Norman, hey Keila. My God. There's power in the name of. Come on. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. Hey, Ronald Perry. Good morning. Hey, Kimberly Arnold. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. I just need somebody to let me direct the choir one time. I just need one choir moment. <laughs> hey, Angela. Hey, Miss Tracy. Yeah. Green Jesus. Good morning, good morning. Good morning, good morning. Jess, we know what that would look like, right? There's power in the name of Jesus. Come on. Power in his name. There is power in the name of Jesus. Hey, Instagram. Power in his name. There is power in the name of Jesus. Power in his name, my God. There is power in the name of Jesus. Power in his name, my God. When I call you Jesus, things change when I call your name, my God. Things change when I call you Jesus. 
Things change when I call your name. Yeah. Uh-uh, Ronald Perry. I'm not sharing it on Facebook so you can laugh at me. I'm free when I call you, Jesus. Hey, Monique. Free when I call your name. When I call your name. When I call your name. Come on, my God. When I call your name. Hey, Katina. How y'all doing? I call your name. My God, my God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, that's it. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for grace and mercy. Thank you for grace and mercy. Thank you for grace and mercy. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, when I call your name, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. I hope today some of y'all just get radical for Christ, that you just break out your comfort zone, break out your box, and just get radical for Christ. Just lose it for Christ today. Don't care about what anybody thinks or what anybody has to say about you, um, that you just lose it for Jesus this morning, that you just lose it and remember who he is. I feel a shifting when I call your name. When I call your name. Yeah, Paula. When I call your name. When I call your name. I feel something. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I feel a shifting. I feel a breakthrough. I feel a change. I feel a peace. I feel a joy. I feel a love when I call your name. Your name, Jesus, is higher above any name. Above any name. Above any name. I thank you, thank you, thank you. I thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for wisdom. Thank you for knowledge. Thank you for understanding. Thank you for peace. Thank you for joy. Thank you for love. Thank you for strength. Thank you for healing. Thank you for provision. My God, thank you for favor. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, 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 thank you. We plead the blood. We apply the blood. We hold the standard of the blood. We thank you for the blood. We're washed in the blood. We've been bought by the blood. My God, that extends to our children. That extends to our marriages. That extends to our business. That extends to our ministry. That extends to our school. That extends to our neighborhoods. My God, that extends to this city, state, nation, and world, and country. My God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. We glorify you. We lift you up, Father. You are due all the praise. And we just say thank you this morning. We cast all our cares before you. We lay it at the altar this morning. We will not be weighted. We will not be heavy today. As a matter of fact, we're going to be focused on your word today at a different capacity and a different level. Why? Because I feel a breakthrough when I call your name. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, King Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. 
Let's just praise him for a few more minutes before we get into the word today. Lord, I bless your name. I feel something stirring in the atmosphere. We worship you, Lord God. We love you, Lord God. We bless your name. Lift up a high praise, my God. Glory to God. Glory to God. We proclaim. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, my God. Call your name. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Not explain. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for grace. Thank you for mercy. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your peace, Lord God. We thank you for your word this morning. My God, no other. That's your song for today. My God, yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, 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 thank you. There is power in the name of Jesus. My God, we love you. My God, I am so grateful for when I figured out that worship had absolutely nothing to do with music, that it had everything to do with my devotion and my relationship with God. And so it just allows me to worship him freely it allows me to worship him freely it allows me to worship him whether it's a music on or not all i have to do is think on the goodness of jesus like that's what motivates me i just have to think on his goodness i just have to think on his grace i just have to think on his mercy i just start thinking about what he did for me the last time i needed a miracle the last time i needed to experience him the last time i needed to get freedom in him the last time i needed to get a breakthrough like i when I figured that out, it allowed me to lose myself in Christ and lose myself and and stop focusing on so many different things that were that I was tied to in this world. And I'm just grateful for today. I'm grateful for the, devo the devotional today. I'm grateful for this community of believers. I'm grateful for every one of you that got up this morning on a Monday morning and made to chose to make Christ your priority this morning. Um, I'm just thankful. I'm just grateful. I'm just blessing, praising, magnifying, and glorifying him today, not only for myself, but for you, for the word, for his teachings, for his grace, his mercy, his love. He gives us a game plan. And I'm just so, 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 so grateful for it. If this is your first time logging on, good morning. Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. I am Lakeisha M. Johnson, also known as LMJ. And you can watch this devotional on Facebook, on YouTube, on Instagram, on Anchor Podcast. We're on Apple. We're on Google. We're absolutely everywhere. You can hear us in 10 different countries. The website's available. We just want to connect to you. We just want to witness to you. Like we just want to witness to you. Let me go on and bless the word today. Like I would bless our food. Um, and I just want to give you some different things God showed me. We're beginning a series this week on forgiveness. I don't want to, I want to shout already. We believe we're beginning a series this week on forgiveness. We're beginning a series this week. I don't know where the Holy Spirit is going to lead this series. The interesting part about this is I started teaching this yesterday in children's church. 
I started teaching this to the kids yesterday. And when I woke up this morning, God was like, now nah, we about to carve this out. We're going to dig into this deeper. We're not going to just leave this at the kids. We're going to take this to the adults. Yesterday when I was teaching, Josiah was like, mother, you should have recorded this. We needed to play this. Um, oh, Melanie, thank you. Thank you for being here. And so it's just like, I was like, oh my gosh. So we're going to dig into forgiveness this week. We got some different components to forgiveness we're going to look to. I'm going to show you some things that God showed me. Do me a favor. Go share the devotional right now. Drop it on someone's timeline. Put it on somebody's inbox. Put it on your page and just say, you know what? This week we learned how to forgive. It's so important for us to learn forgiveness, especially during the holidays. For some reason, the holidays tend to bring up something and it just looks a little strange and a little different during the holidays. All the old feelings, um, all the things that happened with breakups, all the bad stuff where the holidays should be here. Thank you for that, Paula, where the holidays should be about love and family. It usually also stirs up something worse. And so we're going to we're going to we're going to counteract. We're going to counteract the devil today. We're going to get the word we need in us so that as we proceed into the holidays, we're not get. God was just showing me even some things for myself of how to come out of some things and not, it's not just about the holidays, but the holidays bring out the worst. The holidays tend to bring out the worst in people when it should be bringing out the best in people. Uh, depression gets heightened during the holidays. Grief is heightened during the holidays. And so if forgiveness is not in place and you don't really understand forgiveness, then it just tends to make those holidays a little bit more. Hope you got your coffee. Um, your conversation, I was laughing cause I've been going through my mugs. I have so many mugs, um, claiming through the trying to make sure I use a different mug every day. Or Judah and Josiah are going to make, make me get rid of my mugs or get some of my mugs away. So I've been trying to use, I'm going to pray over our word. I'm going to bless our food for today. We're going to get in the word for today. We welcome you Lord into this space. We welcome you into our hearts today. I welcome you into this ministry, into this devotional, into my life, into the lives of my children. Father God, into the lives of every person on this devotional, every person that will come in contact in, with this devotion today. I thank you, Father God, that they are seated in heavenly places, Lord God, Lord, that we are a little bit lower than the angels, but that we will walk in our full authority. I thank you. We receive your word today, that we have revelation knowledge in your word today, that we will trust your word today, that your word becomes the final say so in our life. And before we reach for anything else, Lord God, that we will reach for you today, that we will trust you today, Lord God, that we will let you be the guiding principles principles, and the guiding force, Lord God. I just thank you. Bless this. Let the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Let us slow down a little bit more today. Let us not be anxious for anything. Prayer, doing everything in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, making our requests known, knowing you are a God that's going to answer. Let us trust in truth today, Lord God. Let us not be wise in our own eyes. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable. Put a guard over my lips, O Lord. Watch over the doors of my mouth so that it is pleasing to you. Holy Spirit, I invite you into this day. I invite you into my life today. I thank you that you take over my life today. God, this is your mouth. I am your vessel. 
I am your vessel. I am your vessel. Father God, every phone call, every conversation, every text, every email, every post, let it be for your glory, Lord God. Let, let it be for your glory. Let it not be so that it shines on Lakeisha, but that it shines on you. Lord God, my desire is just to make you famous. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. Yeah, Paula said it's a hot chocolate morning. My, yeah, I know, Teresa, this is bless this food we're about to eat because that's what we're about to do. Bless this food we're about to eat. I want to share a few things. When we get into forgiveness, it's so funny. Um, When I was praying in, this morning, I heard somebody like struggling with forgiveness, um, dealing with unforgiveness but wanting to come out of it like I heard that in my prayers this morning like I saw a woman praying like I can't she was standing she was in my closet I mean she was like either in her closet or in a point but she was praying and she was dealing with unforgiveness like she was asking the Lord to help her with forgiveness that's what I was seeing as I was praying this morning. I saw her standing there and so this word is for you woman of God God intentionally met you here um, and I could tell she did not want to be kept in unforgiveness. She just didn't know how to break out of unforgiveness. So I'm glad, grateful that God will do what he needs to do for the one, the one God will do what he needs to do for the one person that needs him. He's very intentional. And so I'm just grateful for that word. The other thing I want to give you, um, this morning, I want you to, Ask the Holy Spirit how to show you how to be more quiet. Um, God brought up being quiet again when I was praying. He said, tell them I need them to be more quiet. Tell them when they finish praying to just spend more time listening. Um, uh, JC Hash has a book called The Listening Side of Prayer. Um, anxiety, can I tell you something? Anxiousness is not just negative. We can be anxious towards the things of God in, a, in which we're not slowing down and we're not listening. I was talking to somebody last week and I could tell they weren't listening to me. They didn't ask more questions. They just took off. Um, they assumed they knew what I was saying and I had to repent. I said, Lord, if this is how I used to act and if this is how I act in some instances, please forgive me because this is what anxiety looks like. And even though we think it's good anxiety or it doesn't seem bad, it's still anxious because I'm moving fast. So pray and ask the Lord today to show you how to slow down and how to listen more. You're going to get answers in your listening. I was praying about something for two weeks. Two weeks I had been praying and he finally gave me the solution and the word for it this morning. I'm talking about like two weeks, two weeks, the listening side of prayer by JC hash. So I had been praying for this thing for two weeks. I was like, Lord, I need you to give me a solution for this. Um, I had been noticing that I had been spending um, way more time on social media. And I'm like, I don't like I'm I'm. I don't know. The Holy Spirit has just let me be really self-aware. The Lord has let me allow me to be really self-aware. Like I'm really aware of my deficiencies, but it also know it comes from positioning myself so that he can talk to me about my deficiencies. And so I told him, I said, I, I need you to help me with this because I'm noticing I'm spending way more time on social media. I normally, uh, don't waste a lot of time. I don't want to be wasteful in your time. I can't afford to be wasteful, um, with your time. Uh, 
and I need you to help me with this and I need a scripture for this and I need you to back me up in this and I need you to help me. I need, I like, I need to help me. And it wasn't until this morning. That's why I know we need to be patient with the things of God. We need to understand grace, right? We need to understand grace. We need to understand his grace. And it's easy to, I love social media for what it does in ministry, but it's easy to become consumed in it. Even if it looks like church things or God things. And some people will be like, well, I'm just watching the word. And I'm like, you watch YouTube or you can watch um, other things, right? So you have to watch yourself to not be consumed or caught up. And so this morning, now two weeks ago, I prayed this two weeks ago. I asked the Holy Spirit two weeks ago. I said, give me this two weeks ago. I need you to help me with this. This was two weeks ago I asked for this and this morning when I finished praying I just got really really quiet right because I'm practicing being more quiet after I prayer pray I will not be able to hear him or listen to him if I'm not quiet after pray if I pray and I just keep moving and I told you we were we we sometimes move and we're not moving at the speed of God we're moving at the speed of ourselves and so he took me to this particular scripture this morning um, and I'm like, Lord, I need you to give me something to deal with this. And it wasn't until this morning that he gave, gave it to me and he started taking me to the scripture on graven images. And I'm like, okay, what do you mean? Second commandment is thou shalt not make any graven in images. Thou shalt have, uh, no statues or no pictures, <laughs> no statues or no pictures. No one needs to be in his place, right? We don't need to bow down or have idolatry because if Facebook or friendships or relationships or our marriage or anything is taking the place of him, or even if it's TV, then it's a graven image. God is not wood. He's not stone. He is not metal and he will not be worshiped in a man-made item. He's not going to be worshiped in a man-made item. And when he when he gave me this scripture about graven images, I was like, oh, because <laughs> he knows how I am. He knows what's going to pierce my heart. And I went, oh, 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 you're very serious when it comes to idol. We're very, we're, we're very serious when it comes. So I know graven images, <laughs> no graven, nothing that has been graving. If it's in metal, if it's in stone, if it's in wood, if it's graven, if it's created, then it becomes a false God in our life. And I thanked him this morning. I said, thank you for the scripture. This is the word that I'm going to put on this because I don't want anything having a hold over me. Exodus 24 and six says you must not make for yourself an idol or any kind of image of anything in the heavens or on the earth or in the sea. You must not bow down to them or worship them for I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God who will not tolerate your affection for any other gods. I lay the sins of the parents upon their children. The entire family is affected, even children in the third and fourth generations of them who reject me. But I lavish unfailing love for a thousand generations on those who love me and obey my commandments. And so when he gave me that this morning, I was like, if you're trying to get something broken off me, thank you, because I don't want anything to become adultery. I, and I need you to show me this. But the only way that I was able to get this was in my quietness and in my prayer time. And so if he's saying to us this week, I need you to listen more. I need you to be quiet more. I need you to deal for me. 
This was the scripture to man. That's what I said. Just this was the scripture to break this off me. Uh, Deuteronomy 4, 23, 24. Be careful not to forget the covenant of the Lord your God that he made with you. Do not make for yourself an idol in the form of anything. The Lord your God has forbidden for the Lord your God is a consuming fire. He is a jealous God. Exodus 34 and 14. Do not worship any other God for the Lord whose name is jealous is a jealous God. Colossians 3, 5. Therefore, consider the members of your earthly body as dead to immorality, impurity, passion, evil, desire, and greed, what amounts to adultery. And then Deuteronomy 4, 16, 18, so that you do not act corruptly and make a graven image for yourselves in the form of any figure, the likeness of male or female, the likeness of any animal that is on the earth, the likeness of any winged bird that flies in the sky, the likeness of anything that creeps on the ground, the likeness of any fish in the water. And then uh, I know Olive, Leviticus 26 and 1, do not make idols or set up or carved image or sacred pillars or sculpture tones in your land so you may worship them. I am the Lord your God. And then Psalms 97 and 7, all who worship images are put to shame. Those who boast in idols, worship him, all you gods. And then you can go into God as a spirit. Those that worship him, worship him in spirit and truth. And so those were the things that he gave me for this particular moment. And I'm just sharing that with you so that you understand how to deal with your strongholds or how you, do, if something is trying to creep in, pray, get quiet and ask the Holy spirit, but be patient because it may not come until you're really listening to him. And this didn't come until this morning, but I pleaded before God. I said, I don't want to be on social. I know I'm not supposed to be on social media like this. I know I'm not supposed to be consumed in social media like this. I don't want to spend this much time. I got too much stuff to do. I got books to write. I got stuff because can I tell you something? Our eyes pick up images and things that we don't even know that we're picking up. And I was knowing my, I was noticing myself um, callous in some areas and not as loving and forgiving and quiet. And I know I was picking it up because something was attached to me. So I asked the Holy Spirit, I said, show me this. And this is the scripture he gave me. And this is how God will do for us and with us. If we'll be quiet, it, if, if we'll be quiet, if we'll be quiet, because I said something one day last week, y'all know, I love to talk to y'all about my weaknesses and how he grows me in Christ. I just love that because God is just growing me up. I used to not be able to do that. He showed me something. I was, uh, I was like, why is I was on social media and I was like, why is this person always on social media? And then the Lord came back and said, how do you know they always on social media? And my eyes got big. He said, you got to be tapping in too much. If you're seeing them this much on social media. And I was like, my God, you are so right. Like you are so right. He was like, the only way that you know they're on social media this much is that you're on social media this much. And I was like, I don't want to be on social media this much. I don't want to be on social media this much. And so this week we're practicing, listen, more quiet. Um, and we're getting ready to get in forgiveness today. I need to give you what I need to give you on forgiveness. We need to open up the door to forgiveness. We're practicing being more. I know Katrina Williamson. That's how I felt. We're practicing being more quiet. We're listening. Um, we're practicing. Remember, if you haven't been here before, back it up. We've been talking. We made our altar to God. We've transitioned over. God has given us fourth quarter instructions so that we can walk into the fullness who are who we be. The prophetic word came a few weeks ago and the prophetic word said, if we will follow these instructions, then we will burst forth, right? Burst forth like pure gold, burst forth into everything that we're supposed to burst forth into in January. And so I'm just telling you, be more quiet this week, be more intentional with God. 
God. Spend more time listening. When you get through praying, you need to back up and give yourself at least 15 minutes to listen. When you get through praying, when you get through studying the word, you need 15 minutes of listening time. So that means if your schedule is going to rush you, you need to pause for 15 minutes to be able to reflect. Even if you've been in church, right? For those of us who do Bible study on Tuesday, we need to take 15 minutes after Bible study and just pause, pause, like pause, like just pause, pause and just listen to what he said or listen or what is it because it's bigger than this like it's so bigger than this and i'm just so grateful for what what god is doing so let's get into forgiveness we're getting into forgiveness today we're going to start this session on forgiveness uh, i'm grateful for what he's getting ready to teach us in forgiveness it's coming in parts and uh when i started teaching the kids about this yesterday um it probably affected me more than it affected them. And I was like, this is big. I'm taking this with me and I'm going to use this today. And I need you to show me father how to apply this level of forgiveness in my life. Like I want to forgive at this level and this capacity. And so we're going to start here in forgiveness. We're going to keep trekking on this. We're going to let the Holy spirit lead. Y'all know how God does us. It could switch up. He'll add some scripture. If you're new, don't get lost. Just keep your pen and pencil or something you can write on. And you'll see at the end of the week, how um, it all ties together. I promise you would. God is very intentional with us on this devotional. So I'm going to, I'm going to just read you this because this is our foundation, but this is not what we're caught on, right? We're not caught. Okay. Holy spirit. I'm not going to read this yet. I'll read this yet. And so this, I'm not going to read this yet. I'm going to go into what God gave me first. And then I'll read this later this week. So this, this came from, this came from, um, us reading Matthew 18. We were in the 18 verse and it's where Peter was asking about how many times he should forgive. This is where it started. But after, uh, after that, um, after we got this and we got into this, I need to show you what God showed me today so that we can get into the part about, I forgive you. So let's talk a little bit first about condemnation. Um, and I've never read this scripture at this capacity until I read this scripture this morning like this. And I had a whole different revelation of this scripture. Condemnation is really tacky. Condemnation is tacky. And every time I had read Romans 8 and 1 and discussing condemnation, I always thought about it from a very place of myself. Like there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. Okay, Lakeisha, stop beating yourself up. That's always how I took Romans 8 and 1. But this morning when I was reading Romans 8 and 1, God was showing there's also no place for you to give condemnation or act in common to condemnation towards anyone else. And so I'm going to use the word condemnation is tacky. And when I'm saying tacky, tacky is an adjective, right? I'm saying it's sticky. It, um, it's a sticky feel. It's not fully dry, right? Um, there was a chair, um, that was on my wall and something caused it to sweat or stick to the wall and it was very tacky. So condemnation is tacky. Um, it's a very tacky substance. It allows things to stick to you. Well, the word of God is not the word of God is cut and dry. <laughs> the word of God is cut and dry. The, the, it is cut and dry. It's not sticky. It's not that kind of sticky. So when we look at the word condemnation, condemnation is the act of condemning. Um, it's a, a judicial act 
we've declared either ourselves guilty or we've declared someone else being guilty. When we're in the state of condemning or condemning someone else, then we've already rendered judgment on the situation. So let's read Romans eight and one. It says, so now, therefore, there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in the body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. He did this so that the, that the just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow by the, follow the spirit. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature, think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Holy spirit, think about things that please the spirit. Now, often when we talk about this, we think about other people's sinful nature. Or if we think about this and we think about the place of our sinful nature, um, we think about the things that we've done wrong. But I want to show you what the Holy Spirit showed me this morning. He said, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit, think about those things that plead the, please the Spirit. If there is no condemnation, right? Condemnation is tacky, it's sticky, has a sticky feel, it's not fully dry, it's not concrete, right? Um, if you freshly paint something and it's still tacky and you put your hands in it, you'll mess up that painting. So condemnation is still tacky. The act of condemning, condemning myself or condemning someone else is declaring that the person is guilty, is declaring that the situation is over with, is declaring that the situation is doomed. And so if we are controlled by the Holy Spirit, then we think on things that please the Holy Spirit, which are things that are pure, are lovely and of good report that looks, which also has us, we, we're not going to operate in condemnation for ourselves, and we're not going to act in condemnation for anybody towards anybody else, because we understand without a doubt that we're forgiven, but also as well as that person is forgiven. If we go over to how we're supposed to act in love and I could break this down with love because the ultimate commandment, the ultimate commandment or the ultimate way we demonstrate love is through our obedience to Jesus. So love is patient, kind, jealous, boastful, proud, or not about boastful, proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It's not irritable. It keeps no records of being wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices when the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never, never loses faith. It's always hopeful and endures through um, every circumstance. So if we come back here and we're being controlled by the Holy Spirit, then we have no room for condemnation towards ourselves or towards anyone else as, at, at all. We're not going to judge a situation and determine that this situation is it. When we do that, that is how unforgiveness gets in. That when we do that, that is how unforgiveness, when we judge the end of a situation, when we hold condemnation on a situation, condemnation is like vomit. It vomit gets sticky. It's nasty. When we, when we do that, then we're not seeing 
this the way the Holy Spirit sees things. That's the only way that we're not able to walk in, uh, we're able to walk in forgiveness. It says, so letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. And we know that unforgiveness kills a situation. We know that unforgiveness snuffs out a situation. We know that God has told us to forgive without a doubt. And so anytime we're in a place that we're not in forgiveness, it's probably because condemnation has set in. We've already judged that person. We've already judged that situation. We're already focused on that situation and we're letting um, the enemy in. It says for the sinful nature is always hostile to God. Well, if God is love and God is forgiveness and God has already told us in the scripture, love our neighbors as we love ourselves. And we know if we have jacked up love for ourselves, it's going to be hard for us to love our neighbors. And our neighbors are also those that live in the house with us. It's not the na- those that are outside the house with us. For our sinful nature is hostile to God. It never did obey God's laws and it never will. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature will never be able to please God. Well, when we under the control of our sinful nature, condemnation, which is tacky, sticks to us provides, puts a judgment on us, but it also causes us to put a judgment on other people. When we are very hard on ourselves, condemning to ourselves, judgmental, putting a judgment on the situation, we say that that we're, we're stating that there's no grace and then that there, there's no room for the Holy Spirit to move. I told you we're going to send, we send an assault on the enemy today. We're sending an assault. He's been lying to us way too, way too long. And so we're bringing depth to a situation when we operate in unforgiveness. We're operating in our carnal self saying that there is no room for Jesus to move in this situation. There's no room for this person to grow, even though this person has accepted Christ as Lord and Savior. Um, forgetting that we wrestle against not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, right? Against principalities. And then it says that that's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the spirit. If you have the spirit of God living in you and remembering that those who do not have the spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to him at all, do not belong to him at all. And Christ lives within you. So even though your body will die because of sin, the spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. The spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And so the spirit of God has to lead a situation. So anytime we are operating in condemnation. Yeah, Debbie, I had to say the same thing. Lord, forgive me. Like, Lord, forgive me. Then we have to put ourselves in the position to understand when I operate in condemnation, I'm rendering judgment leaving very little room for me to change, leaving very little room for the other person to change and saying that there is no need for Jesus saying that Jesus can't handle this situation, saying Jesus isn't bigger than the situation. I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday and they were talking about, you know, um, building trust or having trust issues. And I said, I don't operate in trust issues. And that's my truth. Now I had to grow from it. I had to grow to there. And I said, the reason that I don't operate in trust issues is because my resolve is that God is not going to bring anybody into my life that I can't trust. And that my discernment and the Holy spirit, if there is somebody that's in my life that has absolutely no business being in my life, that if I spend time in prayer, God is going to show me that person has nothing. That's why I said we can't rush nothing. God is going to, so I'm not suspicious of people. I'm not suspicious of people. I used to be very suspicious of people. I used to not allow myself to be connected to people. I used to, um, be very, uh, now I'm very protective of my relationships because I know how the enemy does, but I'm not suspicious of people anymore. 
I had to, and then when I feel suspicion rising, I know that there's something operating in me that's outside the laws of love and outside the laws of God. God told us we didn't have to trust any man, but if I trust him to be God in my situation, then I don't have to worry about whether or not I can trust a person because I, can, I trust God to give me wisdom in every relationship. I trust God to give me wisdom in every situation. And so if my flesh starts rising up something because it's going to be condemning, I know I need to pull back and let the Holy Spirit rule, rule in me. So now it's easier for me to walk in forgiveness and understand what the word says, because the word is very cut and dry, right? The word is very cut and dry. So condemnation is tacky. I'm going to stop. Come on. I got to be obedient. Okay. Come on, Lord. So the very first one I'm going to give you today is I forgive you. And I had the kids write this card. I forgive you. And I wrote a scripture. We wrote a scripture on the back of the card and you may need to do this today and list every person that you have unforgiveness. And if you take time and pause and ask the Holy spirit, he'll show you. Here's the thing I need you to know, because this is the biggest mistake that we make. I don't want you texting anybody. I don't want you calling anybody. I don't want you emailing anybody saying to them that I forgive you. If the person has not asked for forgiveness, if the person does not recognize they need your forgiveness, you're going to let the enemy is going to come in. The enemy is got the enemy is going to come in and tear this up that tear this up. This part of the journey is for you. I don't need you to show this to anybody. This is a very personal moment in which you need to take forgiveness. If someone has not asked you for forgiveness, if they don't feel like they've done anything wrong and you randomly text or say to them, I forgive you, you're getting ready to start world war three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10. They're not ready for it. This is for you. <laughs> this is for you. And so what you're going to do is you're going to pull yourself to the side and you're going to say, I forgive you. And you're going to write a list of all the people that you need to forgive and how you know you need to forgive them is if you're going back to memories, if you're going back to points, if you, and don't deal with yourself yet, we're going to deal with ourselves. We're going to deal with yourself. We're going to deal with ourselves. We're going to deal with ourselves. These are, if you're rehearsing it, if you're nursing it, do you know what nursing means? Like if, like my mom used to take a Dr. Pepper, and she used to wrap it in a napkin and she would just be drinking on that Dr. Pepper all day. She would be slow sipping that thing. She would be nursing. If you're nursing it, thank you for this Holy Spirit. If you're nursing on this thing, right? If you've been chewing on this thing a long time, then we are struggling with this and we need to forgive. We need to forgive. We need to release people, but we're not going to text, email or call. We're not going to say, I forgave you. We're not doing all of that. Follow the instructions so you can get the freedom. Follow the instructions so you can give the freedom. If someone asks you for forgiveness, we're going to extend forgiveness to them. Uh, we don't have to get in all the particulars of the detail of what happened unless the Holy Spirit said, but we're going to, and we're not working on forgiveness on ourselves. That's another day. But today we're going to decide today. I forgive you. And I'm getting ready to give you some scriptures on how to forgive other people. And you can take, see, this is a big card. You could take your list and put your list of people over there if you need to. Um, and you might need to plant this somewhere so that you can walk into this, but this is not 
This is so that you can learn to walk in true forgiveness and you can release some people. I don't care if it's a group of people. I don't care if you need four or five cards. And so I wrote Colossians 3.13. The kids had to write this out yesterday. I wrote Colossians 3.13. It says, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against one another, this is what I love about God. He's so intentional here. Forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So you must also forgive. He didn't say uh, if you got to complain against someone, wage war. He just said, if you got to complain against somebody, you need to go on and forgive them. Just like the Lord forgave you. Um, Ephesians 4, 31 and 32, getting rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, along with every form of malice, be kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. And then Mark eleven twenty five, and whenever you stand praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone so that your father also who is in heaven may forgive you for trespasses. And then Mark, Mark, Matthew 6 and 12 from the Lord's prayer and forgive us our debtors as we also have forgiven those that have sinned against us. So this, this, this part right here, I forgive you. <laughs> I forgive you. Here's your placement card. I'm today making a decision that I'm going to forgive you. I don't care how harsh it's been. I don't care how volatile it's been. Um, and then we're going to deal with, well, and somebody is like, well, what happens if this person never asks for forgiveness? Then what you're going to do is ask the Lord to give them a repentant heart. Ask them, the Lord, to give them a heart of flesh. Ask the Lord to open the eyes of their understanding, right? And to show them that they need to be repentant and then you're going to release that person you're going to release that person and you're going to ask the lord holy spirit help me to release this person holy spirit help me to let this go i'm going to do that remember this is not for self we're going to get into forgiveness of self we're going to get into that today we're working on forgiving people whether they've ever asked us to forgive them or not and how we know we need forgiveness is because if we keep nursing it, if we keep pinpointing it, if we keep going back to that place, um, if we keep sitting on that thing, if we keep rehearsing that thing in our mind, if we keep getting into all that, then we know we need forgiveness. So I forgive you. That's today. That's today's devotional. I forgive you. I just gave you scriptures. Ephesians 4, 31 and 32, Mark eleven twenty five, Colossians 3, 13. Matthew 6 and 12. And I wrote Colossians 3:13 on the back of my card because I was dealing with the kids. You can write all those scriptures. You can write them out. You can write your little list of people. Some of you may need to write your people list of people you need to forgive, ball it up and throw it out and act at use that as an act and a sign of release. Um, remember this part of the journey this week is for you. We will get into how to ask for forgiveness and we'll get into our forgiveness self. But remember, I need to just say this, this is the last time. Please do not text the person, call the email, the person and say, I forgive you. You're going to start a war because if someone has not asked for forgiveness, pride is in place and pride will start. Pride is what, how we get into wars. Pride, pride is how we get into wars. And I hope that makes sense today. So the focus today is I'm going to forgive and I'm, I can only do this, but with the help of the Holy spirit, I can only do this with putting this in a word. I can, that's the only way I can do this. That's the only way I can do this. And then pausing when I pray and asking the Holy spirit, show me all the people that I've not forgiven. Show me, show me all the people 
that I've not forgiven, that I've not released. Show me the places because you may have forgiven. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Somebody in some area, but not in other. Right. When we go back over to first Corinthians 13, four and eight, and it tells us how we should be loving. If we're loving people that way, then we're not keeping records of wrong. Unforgiveness is a sign that we're keeping records of wrong. Um, remembering that time you is a sign that we're keeping records of wrong and that's, that's it for today. Let's pray. Y'all ready to pray? So remember the Holy Spirit is going to have to help you with this. You may have unforgiveness towards someone in the third grade and you have to be able to go back to that position in that place so that you can, um, receive it and remember that. Right. Right. That's the Lord. I need you to show me. I need you to show me areas and places in which I may not forgive people. Like show me areas and places in which I may have not let people go or release people so that I can get this freedom today because it's going to, I don't want it to block me. I don't want it to hold me hostage. I don't want to be held hostage. I don't want to be in condemnation. Remember condemnation is tacky and because condemnation is tacky, it sticks and it'll stick and bind the wrong things to us. It'll stick and bind the wrong thing to us. Doubt, fear, worry, all these things are just caught up in, um, condemnation. And just as much as we don't want to be condemned, we definitely don't want to condemn anybody else. Father God, we thank you for your word today. I thank you for the people of God today. I thank you for showing us how to walk in unforgiveness, helping us to understand that there is no condemnation in you. There's no judgment in you. Father, good for God, please forgive us for our tacky places. Forgive us for areas in our life in which we have been walking in unforgiveness, in which we have uh, not allowed people the freedom to be themselves, Lord God, places in which we have not recognized that we've been wrestling against a principality, a power of darkness, Father. And we thank you that freedom is coming to us today in the name of Jesus. Help us to remember all the people we need to release and forgive, Lord God. Let us release them boldly, Lord God. And then let us replace every place of unforgiveness in our life with the word. Holy Spirit, we need your help. <laughs> we need your help in this. We cannot do this without you. We need your help in this. Holy Spirit, we need your help in this. We need you to help us to get out of unforgiveness. We need you to help us release people today. Some of y'all need to release churches. <laughs> we need you to release churches. That's what's been keeping you in church hurt, in ministries and things that you think people did and people may not have even in intentionally did those things to you. They may not even realize they did something to you. So Father God, we thank you, Father God, for releasing even what we thought intentionally was someone trying to hurt or harm us. Lord, we rest this word today. We rest on the cross today, Father. If there is anyone that has not accepted you as Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior in your life, we want to open up the door of opportunity to them right now. Um, it's much easier than they thought, even though the forces of hell have been fighting them, making them think that they can never be what they need to be in you. They can with the help of the Holy Spirit and they're born of the Spirit once they acknowledge you as Lord in Christ. All we have to do is, Father, forgive us for our sins we've committed against you. Now, Jesus, we accept you as Lord and Savior. Total reign over our life. Holy Spirit, we need you to guide us through this next level of process. We love you, Lord. We bless you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. I love y'all. I love you. I love y'all. I love y'all. I love y'all. I love you. If you just catch in, catch the catch the it beginning of this. God has just been very intentional. I love y'all so much. Invite somebody in tomorrow. Share this with someone tomorrow. Release yourself in this power of 
I forgive you. <laughs> I forgive you. And just be grateful for the word God gave us today. In Jesus' name, I love y'all so much. But more than anything, God loves you. And he demonstrated how much he loves you. One, by Jesus dying on the cross. Two, by leaving you a game plan, the instructions to give you the wisdom and knowledge to operate in the next level. Hey, if you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, go get connected on the YouTube channel. You can go back and get devotionals from time. Ladies, Bible study tomorrow. Also, Pillow Talk, December 13th. This will be the last, I don't, I'm not trying to prompt you, but this is going to be the last intimate Pillow Talk. Pillow Talk is going to look totally different next year. So get registered for that. Um, I, I, I'm not even seasoned a prompt and I'm just letting you know that information is out there. I'm not advertising it. Those that need to connect to it, Feed the Streets is this weekend. If you want to be connected, you can make a donation. We're going to Feed the Streets. We're going to give out 100 meals this weekend. So please get connected. You can come and serve and then Bible study tomorrow. I love you so much. I'll see you back here in the morning, 5 a.m. Let's get connected to the devotional. Let's pray for others. Love, peace. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.